Hello. Hello. God, I fucking hate the way I say hellos. I don't know what the fuck my problem is. Welcome to I Have a Strange Story Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we need to do it together. Ready? Welcome to I Have, have a Strange, strange story, story Podcast. podcast. This is a podcast where two sisters retell people strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I am Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. And if you have strange or paranormal stories or experiences, send them in to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Um, all stories paranormal we love. Um, and also, if you like our show, please subscribe and rate us. Um, only good ratings because the other ones hurt our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we are very sensitive. Oh, the, la- <laughs> the last rating we had was to like get the facts straight. And I'm like, oh man, every time I go look at it, <laughs> it was somebody that was pissed that I got something wrong about the plane that disappeared. I actually watched a documentary on that and I was like, oh shit, they did know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I didn't know. <laughs> I hadn't come across the story, but they yeah. actually—it was the the pilot did it. He was upset and depressed, and he crashed the plane on purpose. Oh, that's so sad. What he, I know, but what he did is he took it down to um, an altitude where he knocked everybody out, so, so nobody was awake. Okay, yeah. Interesting. I don't. Okay. Yeah, people will know what flight I'm talking about. I'm sure. Okay. Um. So can we get that out of there, you guys? Can you just flood us with a good review? That would really help. Oh yeah, please. Our self esteem. Thank you. Yeah, there was the one prior to that that was pretty crappy too. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Announcements. Do you have any announcements? Oh my god, I do. Oh. I was trying to think if anything freaky has happened to me lately. Um, no. Mm-mm. You know no. what? I am. You know what is weird? Okay. So I went to, I, did I talk about this last time? Not last time, but sometime. Stop me if I have. But mm-hmm. I went to a metaphysical fair and I talked to somebody about the ring that I found, the I miss you ring. I think I did talk about this. But I am seeing the number 77 everywhere I go. It's everywhere. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I'm seeing it everywhere. Seven is my favorite number. 77? No, just seven. (laughs) Oh, seven is my life. It's my life path number. So seven is also our oldest sister's favorite number. Get out of here. Yeah, I, we figured that out when, when we were making shirts for something. She was like, I want number seven. And I was like, I want fucking number seven. I was oh, like, what's seven. wrong with you? That's my number. She was like, it's my number. Wow. That's, Ooh, that's crazy. weird. Crazy. That makes 77. Yeah. If you put them next to each other. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So it's your like, life path number? Listen, here's something really weird. I also mm-hmm. see 777 seven, seven all the time. That's us three. Yeah, it is. It's cool. That's I weird. love it. It's 555 and 777 are probably two of my favorite numbers along with uh, 929 and 77 mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? But I'm seeing those the, numbers everywhere. The two numbers that I've seen as I crack my beer open. 
<laughs> um, was six 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 and three three three. Hell yeah! <laughs> Remember, cool. I sent it to you. Yeah, I you know. did. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I like those numbers. It had to do with our podcast too. It was our podcast. It mm-hmm. was two of our top ten episodes. Yeah. Oh no no no! It was the top ten episode. One of them is at six 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 listens, mm-hmm. and then the three 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 is how many subscribers we have on Spotify. Oh hell yeah! That's cool. Did, I know. Have I told you that our listeners have expanded to the um, like 75% of our listeners are between the ages of 18 and 45? That's awesome. I know. That's a we lot. Cast a net. We got some youngins in there. We got some little babies in there. I don't know why I said <laughs> it like that. I'm sorry. We're like a leprechaun. <laughs> Dude. Okay. I have an announcement to make. Okay. This is something different than the numbers. Okay. Um, so I participate in my friend's haunted garage every Halloween for the past three years. And um, the role that I played in this this particular haunted garage was I was like the fortune teller, which was so on point for me, I'm just going to say. Um, okay. But like it was the fortune teller and I had to come up with like a script and it had to be kind of cryptic. And I was like, I'm going to do an accent. And... Um, I tried to do a Russian accent, but Irish kept on coming into it. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. reading a, a fiction book right now that is written that it, that the the uh, the characters live in Ireland. And so I'm like, I'm just going to I'm going to read this out loud because it's going to help me with my like pronunciation and feel confident about using my voice. And. I'm going to use an Irish accent and like, Oh, I love it. I know I've been practicing. I've been looking at, um, YouTube videos on how to speak like with an Irish accent. <laughs> and so whenever oh. I did this, I would start out Russian and then it would go into Irish. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody call you out on it? No, nobody called me out on it, but I was just, it was just me. I was, I would start in, start in like the Russian. I can't even do it now because I can't even think in Russian anymore. I mean, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. A Russian accent. I can't even begin to attempt. And I'm, I'm allegedly the theater person. You are the theater person. And I can't do one accent. (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted to do the accent that they used to use in um, movies and film. And Mm -hmm. it was supposed to be a mix between like British Mm -hmm. and it was supposed to be like really a telltale sign of people like being rich. I can't think of what the accent is called right now. I call it I call it storybook accent because it's Can like you do it. It's like do you shall not pass. Kind of. It was like the the old films. Yeah. And oh, you notice like that, in the nineteen forties. Yeah, and you notice <laughs> they have a very uh, kind of yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. About. It's or like, like Dorothy. It's Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. From the Wizard of Oz. From the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) That was kind of like Mickey Mouse, too. Oh, my God. You're right. Anyways, I'm awful at them. Okay. The only other the only thing that I'm good at is the Cockney accent, Mm. which is like the poor people. (laughs) Hey, can we do can we do a thing where we tell our stories in our accents? I I think it's an awful idea. (laughs) Can you okay. imagine doing a whole story where I'm like, oh, 
Can I have some more, please? And then the werewolf ran across the street. Like, it would be awful. That's all I can do. That's like the only, and it's not even good. God bless it. <laughs> um, I have a couple of announcements. Okay. What's your announcements? Well, I'm moving again. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm not moving like I, I'm still, you know, a Philly gal. I'm mm-hmm. just moving to a different area. And that's like super exciting slash stressful slash what everybody wants to do when they move across the country. And then three months later, they want to fucking pick up and move again. Um, <laughs> so I'm ecstatic. <laughs> like, <laughs> moving is so relaxing. Oh, my God. This is so great. A thousand more dollars to move down the street. Yes, please. <laughs> Um, I am so there glad was else. that you're moving. God, tell me about it. Um, <laughs> so then, okay, two things. So I want to give, okay, no, let me go over this first. So okay. let me ask you, what do you think a twin flame is? Um, I think that a twin flame is a person that come like it's, it's two people together, a couple Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they come together. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could be any relationship, but it is a relationship where the two people, um, learn something and grow, but it's not romance. Like it's not it is a way to push you into learning something. It is, um, intense and mm-hmm. it is, um, it is, uh, difficult and, mm-hmm. b- and like you really love that person, but it is really hard to be around them too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's my definition. So that's pretty much my definition to you that you mm-hmm. meet somebody and they come into your life and you learn really tough lessons. And it doesn't mean again, that it's a romantic partner and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you end up with that person. Right. Okay. So I am, I'm asking you this because so my boyfriend told me to watch a movie and it was mm-hmm. on Netflix and I was mm-hmm. like, cool, I'll watch it. As I got on Netflix, I saw a documentary that said escaping the twin flame. I think is what uh-huh. it was called. And I was like, fuck your movie. I am watching this. <laughs> yeah. And so I watched it instead. And it's a documentary about what's described essentially as a cult that's mm-hmm. online. Yeah. And it's the, this couple that, and it's still around. They, they, their little cult, alleged cult is still around. And it's where it's this couple that claims that they're, they are twin flames Mm -hmm. and that they're on this higher vibration and -hmm. that they have powers to be able to match you with your twin flame. Who's going to be your partner for life. Mm -hmm. And they help you reach the level of happiness that you're looking for. So the cult stuff comes out later. Mm -hmm. What I thought was so interesting is how they're talking about what a twin flame is. Because as soon as I read it, I was like, huh, because I was like, it doesn't mean you end up together and it doesn't mean you're supposed to be together. You just learn from each other, but they're describing it as like your soulmate almost, but they're saying Mm -hmm. twin flame instead. Yeah. Um, but what makes it a cult eventually what makes it a cult is they started telling people, Oh, actually you're not feminine and you're masculine. So you need to pick a masculine name and you're the man in the relationship and we're going to pair you with a woman. Hmm. 
That's weird. It's like nuts. Yeah. And then you have to pay them thousands of dollars and you mm-hmm. had to quit your job and go work for them. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they started um, talking about how everybody was going to start reproducing and they were going to pick who you reproduced with. Oh, wow. Yeah. It got, it, it gets a little alarming. And um, so at first it seems really great and it seems like they're real supportive. Anyways, the, it's on Netflix. It's a really interesting documentary, but I mm-hmm. also thought it was super weird because I was like, how are they framing twin flame like this? And when people research it, how are they like, that's not what a twin flame is. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? It's yeah. I think that a lot of, so I think that there's a lot of definitions for twin flames and mm. I don't, you know, I don't, to me, that's my definition, but I think with the spirituality movement that like the term twin flame is really appealing, you know, it sounds really cool. And so they make it into something else. They make it into your soulmate or your destined partner. And I have to be, I have to be honest. I have seen a couple of episodes of that show. Did you like it? No. (laughs) Okay, and so here's the other thing I was going to say before I get into my story. Okay. So do you remember the time, I don't, I wasn't with you, I was at home, mm-hmm. um, and I was living in Austin at the time, and I was watching something on YouTube that was about a family that mm-hmm. had blue skin. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about that? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So as I was watching it, ugh, I got so grossed out and so <laughs> repulsed by it. Because the family, it was a, it was in the 1900s, and it was like in uh, the Midwest. I can't remember where it was. I want to say Kentucky, but I could be wrong. And it was a family that, because there weren't a lot of people around, mm-hmm. that they reproduced and married within the family. Mm-hmm. And what happened is they ended up having blue-colored skin, yeah. Um, and it was something to do with incest. That's all I know. But as I was watching this video that I was originally interested in, like I started to feel really weak and like I was going to pass out and um, sick to my stomach and, you know, all that stuff. And I remember fighting it so hard and I didn't want to pass out. And my ex at the time was like, just pass out. It's okay. And I said, I am afraid I'm going to die. I was like, don't let me pass out. I don't want to pass out. And he was like, just do it. It's okay. And he was just like, just pass out. And I was begging him because I was like, I am not going to wake up. Like I just, in my gut, I was like, I am not going to wake up if I fucking pass out with this man essentially Mm -hmm. is what I was thinking. I was so scared and I ended up, I fought it and I did not pass out good for you and then yeah I went I went and ate like sugar which was great for me I love sugar like I went and ate sugar (laughs) and then I remember sitting in the bathroom and just sweating really bad and I don't know what it was but I've only felt that time one other way and it was whenever I watched um human centipede (laughs) oh my god so you had so I'm over here thinking like maybe she drank too much you had did you were you that's none of my business, but like, this was just a natural repulsion to that video. Yeah. I was so upset. Wow. But then I, I'd had it one other time and it was probably like 15 years prior. The first time I saw a human centipede (laughs) and it was the first really awful scene. And I was like, Oh my God, we're watching. I was like, turn it off. I can't believe this isn't real. This is awful. And like, I got really hot and sweaty and almost passed out and I had to get out of the room and I laid on the bed and like had to like bring myself out of it. 
So I've had two experiences like that. And I'm telling this, this is for a reason. It's to tee up for the story. (laughs) Oh my God, Lindsay, don't pass out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, when I first mentioned the blue skin people, Uh like even now when I said it, I feel like a tingliness in my body. Oh my God. Because I'm so upset physically by that story. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Okay. Okay. And so this story um, starts out with this person first having a dream and they have a dream that they're walking with their aunt up some stairs and that they see family who have all passed away and they're all at the top of the stairs and they turn his body around and make him go back down the stairs. Okay. So that happened. Um, And let me give you some of his background now. So basically this person kind of had a troubled medical background Mm -hmm. whenever they were born. He and his mother both almost died. He later had his tonsils removed and then he's allergic to a lot of things. He's allergic to grass, to lactose. Um, He has stomach ulcers, all types of things going on. And he also has asthma. Um, So growing up, he described himself as like a really angry person who was Mm -hmm. just angry at the world. He was always running from problems and always running from commitment. And he described himself as selfish. He -hmm. says that he antagonized his family. He indulged in, um, drugs and drinking alcohol to excess. Mm Um, and, he really took a toll on his body and he wanted to emphasize that, you know, he had asthma and he still did these things and he quit taking his medication for asthma. And he also should have been carrying an EpiPen, but he wasn't. So he was kind of at a low point in his life at one point. Yeah. And eventually he made the choice not to indulge in those things, but it still had really impacted, um, his body. So he gets in a relationship and he starts taking care of himself. But the one thing that he's still doing is that he's vaping. And when he thinks back to it, he recalls um, that he was going through a lot of his asthma pumps very quickly, mm-hmm. but he just didn't realize it. He didn't, he didn't notice that that's what was happening. Okay. So eventually he starts struggling to breathe. And one night it's so bad that he starts vomiting and coughing everywhere. And he goes to his girlfriend and he asks her for help. And at this time, he's very fearful that he's going to pass out. So he starts to feel really hot and flustered. Everything gets blurry and she gets her parents and they call for first responders, you know, to get to the house to take care of him. And he becomes frantic and he's yelling and he's begging everybody, please don't let me pass out. Don't let me die. And he was pleading with the family, don't let me pass out because I think I'm going to die. Oh, shit. This is close to home, Lindsay. I know. And the next thing that happened is he died. Oh, my God. So he had no blood circulating through his body. His, uh, I forgot to look this up. I'm an awful storyteller. Um, His blood pH level was six, Mm -hmm. which I guess is really low. And the family performed CPR on him for 15 minutes until the first responders got there. 15 minutes? 15 minutes. And so after three minutes, you're, you have a brain injury. Usually, you know, after, after three minutes of no oxygen to Mm -hmm. the brain, which his is 15 minutes. So he was dead for quite a while. Gosh. Um, 
So he doesn't really recall seeing anything, but he recalls seeing a lot of white and that he was in no pain. Mm. He had no anger. He had nothing. He was just uh, one with himself and with the universe is how he describes it. And he says that one of the only things that he remembers was seeing his father from the perspective of the minute he was born. Wow. So he recalled seeing his father, you know, the minute he came out of his mother, yeah. um, however he came out of her. So he was brought to life, but he came back into a coma. Mm-hmm. And all of his family and friends, they were told that they needed to say goodbye to him and that he was probably going to die. Or if he came out of the coma, um, that he was going to be in kind of a comatose state. And mm-hmm. the end of the story is that he woke up and he's now enrolled in engineering school. So obviously things didn't go the way um, that the doctors thought that it was going to go for him. Um, But so that was his near death experience essentially. And what really hit home for me, like you already said while I was telling the story is the panic of saying, don't let me pass out because I think I'm going to die. Yeah. And he did. And I was like, holy moly. And I know that I didn't pass out, but that, that immense fear of knowing I'm not Mm going to wake up out of this. Mm -hmm. And I had no reason to pass out and to die. (laughs) Like there was nothing going on with me at that time. Yeah. But that fear is fucking so real. Yeah. It is terrifying to pass out. And he passed out and he, he died. And he also talked about seeing his dad. The Mm -hmm. minute he was born. And I think I remember telling you, because I had a near-death experience. Do you remember when I almost drowned? Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember when I almost drowned, I was almost like, I was so young, but I remember thinking my life is going to flash before my eyes. Like, I thought that. Wow. And I calmly, like, waited for it, because I made it to the stairs, and then I just sunk. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, something else I remember about my almost death experience as well is, do you, I, do you remember it happening? Do you remember watching it? Um, so you were really young, right? Like this Mm -hmm. is whenever we lived in San Angelo, Mm -hmm. you in our backyard swimming pool. So we're having the same memory. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fucking fast. Yeah. I remember, it, yeah, I remember that moment. It, like, do you want me to tell you my perspective of it? Yes. Okay. So I was standing, like, I think at the, um, like, at the edge of the pool with the stairs. I think you were in the deep end, dude. Yeah, I was. I took my floaties off. Yeah. And was like, I'm jumping in the yeah. deep end. And everyone yeah. was like, no. And I did it anyways. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you jumped in and like I was I was watching you and I heard people screaming and then I just saw everything. But everything happened real fast. You went in. Somebody came in. Somebody jumped in after you pulled you up and you were out. It was super fast. Oh, my God. I don't. Okay. So yeah, you have a different experience, right? Yeah, my story was I jumped in the deep end. Mm-hmm. I swam all the way to the shallow end to where the stairs were mm-hmm. because I couldn't comprehend to swim to the side. Yeah. And I swam all the way to the side. And I remember people being around the edge of the pool. Mm-hmm. And I remember nobody jumping in to get me. And I remember thinking someone's going to get me. 
uh-huh. and then like just then just sinking to the bottom and then mom pulled me out mm-hmm. do you, re- you so your memory is a little different mm-hmm. but i just remember thinking why the fuck isn't anybody saving me mm-hmm. nobody fucking jumped in until i got to the stairs mm. which i think is so fucking crazy but i remember at that age being mm-hmm. like well i'm ready to die <laughs> I was like, oh this my is God, it. dude. I know. I was like, and I even at that point being like, my f- life is going to flash before my eyes. It's fine. Wow. You just accepted it. I did. I remember just floating. I remember just going completely limp and being like, yeah, fuck it. And wow. like, then I remember that's when I felt like I felt the energy of other people like sincerely panicking. Hmm. I was ready to go. I had to have been two or three. Yeah. You were super young. I have such a crazy memory. It's yeah. insane. I know. That's the deal, <laughs> dude. We just had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You remember fucking everything. And like, I'm I like, I don't a lot remember of weird anything. Shit. I remember playing with my little ponies. <laughs> I remember putting bottle caps on our cat's heads mm-hmm. and putting them on Frisbees and being like, we're aliens and flying them around the bedroom. I remember, so you guys, we are, we're going to just talk about our childhood a little bit, like the kind of cute parts. We mm-hmm. had a lot of fucking cats. <laughs> 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 we had a shit ton of cats growing up. Mm-hmm. We loved the shit out of them so hard. And then we also had like rodents. We had uh-huh. a, a crap ton of mice, a crap ton of hamsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, we grew up with animals, and we grew up with a lot of baby animals, and that was really cool. But, like, we also, <laughs> we're not supervised with these animals. No. And we sh- those poor animals, man. I know, but they made really good pets. Like, all sure. of our cats' pets were really cool. But, like, our the tiny baby mice, we would hold them as, like, pinkies. We oh know God, that term. Yeah. We know that term because we had a shit ton of mice. Yeah, we had pinkies. And we would put them on like frisbees and twirl them around the room and be like, you're on a UFO. <laughs> it's so important to supervise mm-hmm. your kids with the animals. Mm-hmm. Animals we're, are not toys. Yeah, like we're from like, and this is also a big advocate for cats. I think this is why we like them so much is because they're really good at setting boundaries and they're really good at like tolerating shit at least are the cats that we had yeah yeah so anyways i don't know how we got to that but i brought it in yeah talking about drowning unsupervision i know with animals we haven't had a near-death experience for a while yeah then you know i had a i had a fold mine in there well i love that um you were able to share that that like you remember that and that you you know Dude, you've had a fucking near-death experience. That's really amazing. At a really young age, yeah. And yeah. I remember it. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's it sucks because I can say, well, that's my memory of it. And somebody else could say, well, that's not what happened. But that's that's what I remember happening. No, I think that your memory is valid. And my, and like, memory is a weird thing, you know? You remember what your brain tells you in that moment to protect you. And so what I saw was really fast may have just been me being like, Hey, it was was okay. It wasn't that bad. But for you in your real life, like that's the really cool thing about reality. You know, we all experienced the same thing differently. 
Oh, that's so weird, right? Mm-hmm. It yeah. took me a fucking year to swim from the deep end to those stairs. <laughs> I swam for a year and nobody mm-hmm. pulled me out. It's like my recollection. Like, yeah. I was like, this is insane. Because I think there were two adults there. I think there were more than... I think that there were a lot of adults there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I needed attention so bad. <laughs> Shut up. John Mulaney. <laughs> I did not want to tell you that that part reminded me of you, but it did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God, that's so funny. (laughs) Well, even the Britney Spears book, how she was like, I performed all the time for attention and I think I was like yeah that was me that's the most part of the book I related to (laughs) is how she performed for attention (laughs) oh my god I started so young I know right you're putting on like I can tell how my life is gonna go I better start now (laughs) (laughs) and I'm gonna do the most dramatic thing I can (laughs) In front of all these people. (laughs) Oh my god, this is the best ever. I know, right? Anyways, what story do you have? I got that off my chest. Yeah. I don't know if I can go on like 100% right now because I'm probably going to start laughing. Well, the thing is, is that the thing with John Mulaney is people may not know what story you're talking about. That reminds me to tell you and me. Yeah, you can do like an expedited version of like what reminds you of me about him. Oh, my God. I had to look up his sign and everything in this because... Is he a Pisces? Is he a Pisces? No. Oh, wait. No. Okay. You tell the story and I'll look it up. Okay. Thank you. So he was talking about like at how he... He just remember like doing anything because he needed the most attention. <laughs> and that's what he wanted more than anything was attention. I am not going to be able to tell you exactly how that is. I wish that we could play a clip, but like look up his stand up and anyways, as soon as I heard that, I was like that's Lindsay and I just <laughs> I sent her a message and I was like this joke happened, and she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, secretly, I wanted to be like, do you relate? <laughs> Did I confirm it when I told you that when I heard Brittany say she performed mm-hmm. all the time? I was like, that's me. I, I felt comfortable after that. <laughs> I hope it didn't hurt your feelings. That wasn't my attention. No, that's who I, I know that. I know myself, girl. Okay, cool. I know you do. Um, he's a Virgo. I had a fucking, I had a fucking little tiny pocket like horoscope book. And anytime people were like, should I date him? Like, what's your heart out? And I'd pull it out and they'd be like, you are compatible. Like, I love doing that shit. <laughs> Didn't do it to myself. Whenever I go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I see anything that is, um, oh, fuck, Sailor Moon. Uh-huh. I'm always like, my sister paved the way for anime to be cool. Because yes. she liked 
Sailor Moon yes. when it wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you I also fucking... did the same thing for signs, huh? You also did the same thing with like signs and everything. Yeah, you were, you were a, uh, what are they called? Not a pilgrim. <laughs> Not a pilgrim. Oh, just a, at the time it was just a, a nerd, a door like. A witch. I was a witch in training right oh, then. Yeah. And we there. were both witches. Yeah, I was like, I'm Wiccan. <laughs> <laughs> and people would be like, why? And I'd be like, because I like trees. Like, I had no <laughs> idea what I was talking about. I was like, because I believe in living off the earth. <laughs> they were no, like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just need attention. <laughs> Oh, God, that's all it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go on with the show. On, on with the show. That was a good one. Okay, so yeah. I have an awesome story from a woman that we follow on TikTok, and she's called Amber's Got Jokes, and she's oh, so funny. Cool. Yeah, and she was so nice to share her experience. And Lindsay, you're gonna fucking love this because it has history. I'm I know. Ah! I know. Um, so, so the history. This is going to be about the Queen Mary. Have you heard of the Queen Mary? The boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So like, the qu- yeah, yeah, duh. Um, <laughs> I have a paranormal Who podcast. <laughs> I know. Me. Like, it was me. (laughs) I mean, I've heard of it, but like... Okay, so Queen Mary's a fucking amazing ship. And um, at the time, I think that she she was a ship that was made for just voyage. So it was very high class. Like, the super stylish that only like rich people could afford. And so this boat started out as this amazing like journey boat. And it had these things that like really glamorous, like cocktail bars and swimming pools and ballrooms, a squash court and, um, and a hospital and just like super known, known for super being uh, high class. And so it started out this boat, and then it became a fucking war boat. And it, oh, my God, yeah. I know, right? It carried 2.2 million passengers in peacetime and 810,000 military personnel in the Second World War. Wow. I, and, to, and, like, since it's been, been um, retired, there is an estimated 50 million people that have vis- visited this boat. So it's... F- like, it's a pretty phenomenal um, piece of human machinery, if I might say. Oh, my yeah. God. Please take that part out. <laughs> no, never. Never. <laughs> it sounded so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is the really cool part, though. Um, she, so the day the ship was launched in 1934... A well-known English psychic called uh, Lady Mabel, uh, I'm going to kill this, Fortescue Harrison would predict the Queen Mary will now know her, uh, will, will know her greatest fame and popularity when she never sails another mile or carries another fair-paying passenger. 
Ain't that cool? It is cool. I like I it. I love it. Yeah, so there's a lot of really cool, like, um, history in it. And it was, there's only been documented, like, 49 soldiers that died on the ship. That's documented. Oh, wow. I know, right? Like, this ship yeah. really fucking took care of its soldiers and its passengers. Um, and so Amber was so goddamn lucky that she got to stay on the guest, stay as a guest for two days on this boat. And she says that um, the first night there, she was laying in bed and she could hear her neighbors next door. And so she was like getting ready to sleep. It was late at night. And she hear three, these three men talking and laughing. They were carry on and they were joking. And she's like, they were obviously drunk and it was funny. Um, and so she was just paying attention to what was going on. And she heard that um, one of the men go to the bathroom, like get up, go to the bathroom. He's so drunk that he trips and falls. And she hears like the thonk of his head on what she assumed was his bathtub. Um, and he like begins to moan. And he's in pain, and his guys oh, come God. in there. I know, right? His guys come in there, they call for help, and she just can hear everything um, that's going on. And she says that, like, it almost sounded like the walls were so thin, like, they were, it was in her room. And so, like, and so she goes to bed, and the next morning she gets up, and um, she's getting ready to go out, and the neighbors that she heard all this kerfuffle are about to come out too. And she's like, Oh God, I get to see who this guy is. And they open the door at the same time. And two old ladies walk out with their dog. Mm -mm. Yeah, buddy. No, I know. Oh my right? God. Yes. These are like men from the war. That's what she was thinking. She's like, these were probably absolutely the ghosts of military soldiers. Oh, my God, I love it so much because yes. I also love military history. I know. This screams Ugh. you all over it. I am surprised yeah, I am so telling cool. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got to go to the Queen Mary. You guys need to check to. out. You guys need to check out Amber's Got Jokes on TikTok. So what did she do? Did she did she say anything about that? No, she she just enjoyed the rest of her time there. She said that nothing else happened. Um, and she said it was fucking beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's super cute, though. I'm So, like, here's a great example of how mm -hmm. hauntings don't have to be scary. Yeah. Clearly, it was just, like, men reliving a good night of, like, yeah. drunken. I, I assume they were drunk. They could have been something yeah. else. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right, Lindsay. And, like, you're... you're living with this piece of history. And it was... it's It was the history of a couple of guys that you know, we're enjoying themselves. God bless those men. I know, right? Um, I mean, that is amazing. And I like, I really love the story and I'm so thankful that she mm -hmm. shared her story with us. Yeah. And thank you for the near death experience. Yes. And you're welcome for our childhood drama. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We always got to, you know, <laughs> drop it in there <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's how we should market this show, like paranormal plus trauma unpacking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea. I mean, I think that's why some people listen, to be honest. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, mm -hmm. for tuning in. And this is the end of the show. Bye. Bye.